1: This week on your favorite soap opera, it's time to talk about all the daytime drama on Soap Central Live with Dan J. Kroll. Get ready for the latest soap news, scoops, and recaps. Now, here's Dan. Hey
0: everybody, and welcome to another edition of Soap Central Live. One month down, 11 more to go. That's right, it's Friday, February 1st, 2013. I'm your host, Dan Kroll prepping for a big day that's coming up tomorrow. It's the annual tradition that if I see my shadow, it means there are eight more weeks of soaps. So you're going to want me to see my shadow so that all of our favorite soaps will be with us for much more time to come along. Now today we are, as you know, talking about Anything and everything soap. It's what we do every Friday here at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Today on the show, we are getting that little bleep button ready because one of our most outrageous guests in Soap Central Live history is back again this week. Comedian B.D. Freeman is here to once again do battle with me. I'm going to be telling him some of the craziest soap stories going on on the soaps right now and challenge him to come up with something from a recent real-life news story that he thinks is even crazier. It's a matter of uh, opinion, but you're guaranteed to find out that there are some crazy things that go on in the real world, I guess as if you didn't know that already. But up first, we are going to be taking a look at the latest soap headlines. There are a lot of them with soap journalist and friend of the show, Michael Fairman. We'll also be teasing some of the big blockbuster storylines that are going to play out on your favorite soaps during the February sweeps period. So let's bring on the man who is on air, on soaps, and now... On Soap Central Live, Michael Fairman. Michael, welcome back to Soap Central Live. Thank
2: you. I got really concerned when you started that intro and we're talking about someone who's outrageous and you have to bleep. I thought, oh, have I, what have I said? <laughs> I don't think you've ever had <laughs> to be. Someone outrageous bleeped. and who we bleep. And I'm like, oh, okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's a challenge. Maybe we'd add to say. Uh, yeah, you, I'm, I need to live up to that, I thought. Okay. Step up your game. Now, Michael, before we came on air, you and I were talking that. Uh, you really want fans to be able to call in and chat with us and talk about what they think is going on on their favorite soaps and that you've even threatened to blackmail them if they no, don't I, call
2: in. <laughs> No, you said I was going to blackmail them. I, I mean, yes, I've watched soaps for one mm, of my years, and I probably know some good blackmailing methods, but I, I'm not going to blackmail anybody. But I do say that, you know, so many people write to me and, you know, want to know what I have to say, and, and I want to hear from them, too, because there's such a dialogue going on with everything that's going down with Prospect Park and General Hospital and all the returns and so, I mean there's just so much going on that you know I encourage them to call in and let us hear their opinion or ask some questions for us because it's a chance for us to touch base so
0: absolutely well, let me give them the number in case they didn't write it down the first time that it was mentioned it's 866-472-5788 again that is a toll free number 866-472-5788 If you're phone shy, and I don't know why you would be, Michael and I are both really nice guys, I promise you, but you can also send your comments and questions on Twitter, and the handle is at Soap Central Live, and if you don't have Twitter, you can also submit your questions by email, and that's radio at SoapCentral.com, but while we're waiting for you guys to call in and tweet and do all of that other stuff, Michael, it seems like every Friday there is a rush of crazy soap news lately, and the biggest thing that we need to talk about now is the discussion of what's going to happen to the characters that were moved from One Life to Live to General Hospital, and now it looks like Prospect Park wants the characters back, but the actors are under contract to ABC, and it's just looking it's a like big, a mess. It's a
2: big cluster F, okay? And <laughs> it, it really is, and, you know, I've been reading the comments today at Michael Fairman on around on Soaps about, you know, Michael Easton's... Facebook message this morning, as well as, you know, the news about Howarth and Alderson and Easton and, and their status with GH. And, and uh, you know, I think we have to step back because people are now going, I hate Prospect Park, I hate ABC, I hate... one You know, where did this all begin? This all began when ABC canceled One Life to <laughs> Live and All My Children. I mean, this is where this whole mess began. And then they, you know, licensed the rights to Prospect Park to do the show and, and the characters. And... Here we go. So you can't really blame, you know, people are blaming Prospect Park, but where did this all really start, you know? um, So there's a lot of blame game going on right now. And I think the problem is, you know, when I was watching this whole Caleb the Vampire thing begin, you know, I'm like, so is this their way of, is this what Michael Easton will ultimately be, you know, or, or, you know, is this a way to write him out? Like, what's really going on here? So, obviously, the news today, everybody's following that February 8th is the last date that the actors are shooting. They will be on into March as John, Starr, and Todd. But then, of course, there's the news that is the reports that have been coming out that General Hospital wants to keep them. They're exploring ways to allow that to happen. But they may have to and most likely have to use Kristen Alderson, Michael Easton, and Roger Howarth as different characters. And then Prospect Park, if they don't have these actors, if they really want to use the characters, would have to get new actors to play the part. Uh, so
3: that's
0: just—it so, doesn't sound uh, like a great solution either way. I mean, Michael, to me, I, mean, I know that sometimes common sense and business don't necessarily mesh. But to me, the the thing that would seem to make the most sense would be for. Prospect Park and ABC to come up with some sort of agreement that would maybe send Michael Easton, Kristen Alderson, and Roger Howarth over to One Life to Live, help get the show kicked off, maybe continue to do some crossovers back and forth so that, you know, things are still going on and then determine what's going on and maybe ship the characters back to General Hospital or if the actors decide they want to stay at One Life to Live or something, you know, sort of come up with something that works for everybody because otherwise, no yeah, I wins. agree
2: with you. I mean, the thing that I'm thinking would be kind of what you're saying. There's, there's no for me, just to have Todd Starr, and John in the form of Michael and Chris Novosz, and Roger Howarth show up on One Life to Live for, you know, to kick it off and then disappear and never come back is stupid. Why have them even in there then? So there has to be some through line there. And because I, I've you know been reading that they're not going to be filming episodes. You know, I think it, Rob, Bob Woods had said there was five weeks at a time on, and then there's a break. You know, there's some breaks in the schedule, which if they worked out the scheduling with General Hospital, perhaps they could keep these stories with these characters bubbling on, on both shows. But, but it, it is a tricky thing. You know, these characters, you know, Michael, Kristen, Roger. Roger, I think, still is in New York a lot of the time with his family, but, you know, they're, they're out here now on the West Coast. And the the thing that if you look at the cast of One Life to Live, the reason most of that on top of they wanted to do the show, but those actors are East Coast based
0: right,
4: right
2: now. And that's not to say, look, all three of them were on the East Coast for years. So but the acting, if you look at the list of One Life to Live, those people are easily can get to Connecticut. They're they're in New York, they're East Coast based, they're not having to relocate. That's one issue. Where you look at the all my children You know, it isn't intact, and they're having Mm -hmm. to really come up with, you know, a new generation of characters. They're going for a younger generation to fill the void. It's been very difficult for them to get the big stars of the show to sign on. I mean, because they're all over, they're in L.A., there are other projects. So there's a lot to be said. This is a really difficult legal entanglement that's a mess. And, you know, it doesn't bode well for anybody. Um, And, you know, obviously, I just can't. I have a hard time believing that ABC won't want to keep Michael Ethan, Roger Howard, and Kristen Alderson on network television. Right. You know, so there's a lot to be ironed out here. You know
0: what, though, Michael? Here's something else. I mean, if it comes down into negotiation, and again, of course, a lot would be dependent upon actors agreeing. So, but General Hospital right now, whether. People want to to really admit it or not. A lot of the characters that are on the GH canvas have ties now to characters from All My Children and One Life to Live. So it seems like it would make sense to sort of come up with something that they could do some crossovers. Certainly Anna... Used to be married to David Hayward on right. All My Children. If you bring back Sky, Sky then has the connection not only to the All My Children canvas and the One Life to Live canvas, the One Life to Live characters that have been on GH now have those connections. There really is a way that if, you know, if it came down to it, that they could sit at the table and say, hey, you know what? As long as we get the characters back, we'll come up with a way to make sure that we can do some crossovers and really get people interested because the end game here. Is that ABC does make money off of all my children and one life to live if they're successful? I guess technically they make money even if they're they're not successful from the licensing agreement, but they have every reason to want to see these shows succeed on the internet because they're going to get paid to basically do nothing.
2: Exactly, and that's another big component of this. That is why they, you know, you don't see you, you're not hearing reports. Yes, they're going to just, you know, you know, screw Prospect Park. We're going to keep. They know monetarily and. And, and everything else that they, they tend to benefit if John Starr talks on One Life to Live. There is part of it, it's a, it, a financial return. So that plays a big part in this. That's why you're not seeing, that's not why you're not seeing like I, the hard fifth where they're saying in these reports that Howard Alderson and Ethan may be playing different roles. You know what I mean? They're just, it, it's very confusing to some.
0: Yeah, I don't know that that would go over well, but we have some folks on here. Uh, We have a couple of people. We're going to go first to our first caller. It's Dory from Wisconsin, who I think wants to talk a little bit about GH, so that sort of fits in there pretty well. Dory, welcome to Soap Central Live.
4: Thank you. Hi, Michael. Hi, Dory. What's up? Well, I'm really curious about uh, Young and the Restless and GH. (laughs) About every other day, there's a new character coming on. Uh-uh. I don't understand why they're overloading those casts so much. That's very disturbing. And um, as far as the uh, um, One Life to Live characters, uh, I think that uh, you're investing yourself as a uh, fan into these characters, and then they leave, and, and then they come back, and we add somebody else, and then it's the same story all over again, like Victor
2: Newman, it's the same story. With this so let me ask you this story. In, in terms of this, the, the hot topic of today, do you, do you think that John, Starr, and Todd should remain on General Hospital, or do you think those characters should go back to One Life to Live?
4: I think they should go back to One Life to Live.
2: Hmm. You do? Yeah. So you would say get rid of them off General Hospital, go back sure. to One Life well, to
4: listen, Live? Well, listen, they found, you know, other crazy people going in there, uh, and you've got, geez, you've got Lucy Cole coming back. And all the stuff with Patrick and that woman,
2: nurse, whatever. Well, he, she does make a point. Like, there is a lot of other stuff going on if you did put them back.
0: Well, I have to wonder, though, too, Michael, and, and certainly for, for Dory, I, I'm wondering if they knew that this was coming. I mean, they saw the, the, the stopwatch ticking down to zero. So they were able, they meaning the executives at GH, they were able to come up with stuff to make sure that they had something. They don't want to put all their eggs in one basket with just these three characters as which, front right, storyline. Right,
2: right, which is why you see all these other stories going on right now. And they're really not forwarding anything. You know? No, but they're, you're
4: in, you're invested in the main characters that you've known all this time.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: I mean, when they brought back Anna and, and, and uh, all that, that's perfectly wonderful. Mm-hmm. And we're still waiting for, um, um, uh, what's her name, to come back.
2: Laura, Jeannie Francis. Jeannie Jeannie Francis, February
4: 11th. Well, Jeannie Francis, I know, is going to have a renewal with
2: uh, Luke. Oh, you do?
4: (laughs) I'm pretty sure.
0: I'm pretty sure. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for calling in, Dory.
4: Okay, good luck with everything.
0: Absolutely. Well, Michael, before we there's some folks who want to talk about days on the line, but before we move on to that too, I want to make sure that we do talk about the fact that in anticipation of GH's big fiftieth anniversary, they are bringing back everybody who has ever had a scene or a line. Isn't it
2: neat? I love it. It it is. I think it's really neat. I mean, whoever. Let me tell you, I don't believe. I just think Frank and Ron doing that is great. I mean, I give them a lot of credit for that. You know, I know there's a lot of people coming and going and and they're throwing everything in the kitchen sink, but you know what? The 50th anniversary is two months away.
0: And here's what's interesting, too. When you look at soaps, because they've been on the air for so long, you're talking 50 years, if they were to pick, say, 10 characters, 10 actors who were really popular over those 50 years and eat, bring them back each for, say, two-month story arcs, you can have two years of story that you can pull just with those characters. And I mean, the more that you bring back and if you, you spin a couple of weeks and a couple of stories, you could literally mine that 50 years of history to come up with another five years. Of story that would probably be more fascinating because of the fact that you're really building on the show's history
2: I'm excited, I'm actually excited to see how Laura's return plays out under Ron Carlabody's writing and his team and knowing from the interviews I've done and I'm sure you've done with Jeannie what she wanted for Laura if she ever returned and I think she's going to get it in the way she would like this to go down and I think it's going to be very interesting, and I'm really excited about it, and I'm excited to see her back. Um, And as far as Jack Wagner on February 4th, you know, I know he came in and taped like a handful of episodes. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I just, I I hope it's more than just, I guess it's Felicia Max, Maxie.
0: Mac, Mac. You know, at this point, I think until they can get things worked out, I'm happy to see these folks I even too. briefly. So, I am
2: too. I mean, before, you know, there's nothing better than little guest stars blobbing in and out to pique our interest. So
0: I think so. I mean, yeah. it makes sense too because let's face it, how many times have people been upset that someone wasn't seen in, a, in the waiting audience of a funeral or a wedding? They didn't necessarily want them to say anything. They just wanted to see that they were there. So exactly. I think this is good. Before we move on from GH, we're going to quick take a call from New York we have David from New York who wants to talk about Kristen Alderson I believe so David welcome to Subcentral Live thank you you want to I, talk about Kristen Alderson so what uh, what are you sort of thinking over there
3: um, I was seeing the I was seeing the um, ad on the internet about that that the GH characters Michael Chris and Roger were gonna go and then possibly come back as as new characters later. Mm-hmm. And, and my thinking is, since Kristen really didn't want to be in part of mm-hmm. the EP decision, would it be such a big deal just to say that Star moved apart Charles and just leave it like that?
0: That's a good question, David. Michael, what do you think? So
2: you're saying just say Star moved to Port Charles, and that's why she's not in Landview
0: and One Life to Live. Is that what you're that, saying? That's that seems to be what he was saying. So yeah, uh, I mean that's obviously an easy fix.
2: I mean she's already there. You know she's already there, and she moved to Port Charles. Um, you know, and they at the end of the original One Life to Live, didn't she move to L.A. Right? She did. She did. So she moved to L.A. She left town. So she ended up in Port Charles. Place closed. They could do that. The issue, though, is you know what are they going to do with the family? Because they've got Kathy DePaiva on there on the mm-hmm. new on the reboot, and Robin Strasser. I mean, it, you know, you kind of think, well, what is Blair going to do? You know, does she need her family back? You know, I don't know. I but it is very simple. They could definitely go. Hey, stars in Port Charles. <laughs> I mean, that would make sense I, for a crossover and for tune-in
0: for both shows, you know? I think that it would. I mean, for me, and I know that this is in no way reflective of the actors themselves. For me, I think a Star has less of a presence, though, of a necessity, on General Hospital. I really like
2: I agree, what they've 100%. done with John
0: McBain. I think John McBain is a totally different character on GH. I think that seeing Todd be able to interact with a whole new cast of characters has really uh, sort of made me take a, a, an, a renewed liking of, of Todd. But, I mean, aside from the, the horrible way that they killed off Hope and Cole and, you know, fixed up Star with Michael, I mean, they, they haven't really sort of... Pushed her into a big, big story where she would be sort of uh, unable to be removed from
1: that.
2: She's not driving story, and she drove yeah. story on One Life to Live. Star drove story, and she's not. And I agree. I mean, I don't. I've never since the beginning of the whole thing of killing off Cole and Hope. I've not been on board with her story, and I'm. And her romance with Michael is boring. So you know, it just doesn't. It isn't a necessity. I do think Michael Easton, I agree with you. It's like he's lighter and more fun. I just like uh, on General Hospital. And Roger Howarth, you know, is having a blast. So, you know, working with the different characters, he gets to, it's like an all-stars, you know, with with Michael and Roger and Sonny and (laughs) Charlie. And, you know, that's like an all-stars, you know. And it works, uh, that works great to me. And you can't deny the chemistry with Michael Eason and Kelly Monaco. You just they work really well off of each other. So, you know, yes, Kristen Olison would be the one if you're looking for who can we dump out a story. It would be her.
0: I mean, I mean, unfortunately, I I agree, and it just doesn't seem to be the way that it's it's working out. At least now, of course, anything can change. Anything can change (laughs) change on tomorrow. (laughs) Anything on any of the soaps can change at any time, Mm -hmm. and we are going to change our topic of soaps and go to Days of Our Lives because we have a couple of folks who are waiting on the line. I want to make sure that we get to them. We have Patrick from Out Your Way in Los Angeles who wants to talk about days. Patrick, welcome to Soap Central Live. Uh, Patrick, uh, I know you're there.
5: Patrick.
0: <laughs> We're going to see if we can try to find Patrick. And meanwhile, we'll go down the line. It's another California caller, Michael. I don't know what you're doing to these I'm California calls. I'm they better
2: meet me for coffee. Okay.
0: <laughs> but we have April. It's February. We have April, and she wants to talk about days. April, welcome to Soap Central Live. April has dropped as well, so that Where's gives the us more people t- going in California. <laughs> They're stuck in traffic. I'm not entirely sure. So let me. I know that we still have some folks who wanted to talk about GH as well, but I was trying to even stuff out. So to make up for not talking about days, let's talk about some of the things that are coming up in February because we have, of course, everybody seems to want to know what's going to happen between Sonny and Will, and then we have the veteran side. We've got Kristen, and she's causing trouble for John and Marlena, which. You know, Days seems to be understanding, too, that folks like to see new characters, the new generation, but they also want to see their vets, and I think that Days is sort of getting that balance back, and hopefully that'll continue as we go through February sweeps.
2: Yeah, I'm hoping Days has a turnaround, because nothing was as good as that wedding disaster. I mean, that was such a great episode, and I really sat here smiling and going, oh no, oh no, oh my God, oh yeah. You know, and my interview with Blake Barris that I just did, I hope people have read it, because there's lots of... You could, if you read between the lines, there's lots of spoilers <laughs> in there. Um, yeah, I you
0: noticed know, that.
2: Yeah, I mean, you're really going to learn what makes Nick tick, you know, and you're going to learn maybe what's behind the homophobia, and you're going to, you're, his schemes are going to be. If you next week is going to be really down and dirty that he pulls, so he's really going to drive story and try to pull apart and manipulate all of the lives especially Will and Sonny. And I think that's great. I'm glad there's drama for the gay characters that isn't some stupid other thing that we've seen before. I mean, this is like a good soap story that isn't really about, you know... I mean, they're, they're treating them like a couple. They, You know, they're not getting a lot. They broke up. There's a big dilemma. There's this and that. And then, of course, at some point, there's going to be the whole debate about the nuclear family. Is it the gay couple or the think- psycho convict and the girl? <laughs> You know, and I think, I think that's a good story. If it's you know, but they've got a bill to it, so we care.
0: You know? I think that's going to be a topic for the next half when we talk to Beanie Freeman about some of the crazy real life stories. But uh, I want to go back because we sort of skipped over it when Dory had called in and mentioned that she feels there are too many new people on YNR. I will say there are quite. Uh, a handful of new folks that Jill farren Phelps and Josh Griffith have brought in. I'm thinking of Congressman Wheeler, there's Tyler, there's Dylan, there's Mason. And it's not always a bad thing, particularly if you can get characters to mesh in with existing stories and existing families that you want to care about them. But sometimes when they're sort of free floating, it's just being seen as new characters taking the airtime from people. That the fans really care about. So, what would you say is your assessment on these new characters? Have they been largely a success in being integrated, or are they hogging screen time?
2: Well, it is a problem. I mean, anytime you bring a character in with who's not anchored into a core family, or you know, it is it is difficult. It is really difficult. Now, let's look at Tyler for a minute. Now, what you know? So, we've got Tyler, who's obviously into Lily. And the thing that's irking me is that they're playing with Kane and Chelsea. <laughs> and, you know, I was like, I don't want to see that. Um, the Mason thing, you know, we have to see where that plays out. I do not like um, Ignacio's role. I don't understand. I don't care. Adriana, I don't care. I like Noah, but I kind of don't care. The, I kind of <laughs> like the, the cyberbullying thing the way that started, because now it gives story for for Christian LeBlanc and Tracy yeah. Bregman, who are great actors, and I like to see them work. So, like, that part I've liked. The rest of it's hard. It's really hard to swallow. And YNR, still to me, at this moment, guys and girls, is still not on track. It's still not on track. I haven't been able to watch one episode and go, this is so great. I'm not. I haven't. I think they're I trying,
0: to. though. And I think that, you know, one of the... the Things that maybe they're hoping to build off of, of course, is bringing over Steve Burton. He made his first appearance as Dylan, and hopefully they're thinking maybe they can lure some people over to CBS since ABC doesn't have any soaps that air up against The Young and the Restless anymore. Do we think that that's going to be something that fans will be able to get into? Because this is going to be a totally different character and Uh, wardrobe.
2: I'm so excited that he's not wearing a black Um, (laughs) T-shirt. And I I think... That given all the hoopla and all the fans that were very upset with him for signing on the YNR and not going back to General Hospital, listen, I think it's going to be a breath of fresh air, and I think it has the potential of working. I mean, he's mixing it up with the group that I care about, right? The people care about Joshua Morrow, Phyllis will be involved, Avery. I mean, the group he's going to be acting with a good group of people. So it's not like he's thrown into the, you know... Newman Enterprises I hope not um, but you know he's he's gonna I think he and he's Steve and you know I have a very long very good professional relationship with Steve and I know that he's excited to loosen up a little bit and not pay this tightly wound Jason character and I think it'll enable him to play some different facets that he's wanted to do and I'm hoping it's a success I want I, I want it to work I want it to work for YNR and I want it to work for Steve um, you know, playing Jason, he did it for 21 years, yeah. as much as people, and I, I look, I loved him as Jason, I'm, I'm not saying that, but you do have to understand and respect somebody who's like, you know what, I want to do something else. Something, so.
0: though, Michael, that you picked up on for the Prospect Park at the very top of the show, and I knew that we would be able to get back to it when we talked about this, is that a lot of soap fans, as you mentioned, are jumping to conclusions about whether or not Prospect yeah. Park is the the evil factor in all of this, and a lot of fans turned very quickly yep. on Steve Burton when yep. this transformation from GH to YR went down, and you know, a lot of people called yep. him a liar, and they're, they're angry with him, and I would have to say that there are folks who, most folks, I probably would say everyone, doesn't really know the 100% full story, so I think that it's unfair to judge about what really went down.
2: Correct, and I want to actually go back to one other thing on the Prospect Park thing. I can tell you, I know, that Prospect Park is working extremely hard to get this stuff launched together. They really want to make this work. It was a, you know, this came together, and they're trying now to just forge ahead. And so I don't think they mean any malice to ABC, the, the, uh, the fans. I think they're just trying to figure out how can they put on the best show and represent one life to live in All My children. Uh, I th- you know, I think that's part of it. I don't think they're sitting there trying to destroy General Hospital. You know, I don't, I don't believe that. As far as Steve Burton, yes. It seemed... Look, it, I've had conversations with Steve. Um, you know, I was with him when he was towards the end of his... I visited General Hospital towards the end of his stay, and he, and, and he was going to leave. And, um, you know, he was going to Nashville. Now, at that time... Joe had gone to just had been announced to go on to YNR, and you can't, you know, you just can't. He is very tight with Joe, yeah. and and that's who he's worked with. And she offered him a new opportunity. You know, I know it seems like well he lied. I don't know if he out lied, and will we ever really know that we weren't there?
0: Absolutely, we weren't there. That goes to say with a lot of the stuff, a lot of stories and a lot of comings and goings where fans really do jump to conclusions and And, and I yet really we don't, don't really I don't know. know if
2: it's right I mean there are certain things where we all know the fans and me and you, you know, who to Vilify. But in certain circumstances, unless you're in on those negotiations and unless you're there and unless you've sat you know, when the actor's been one of the friends or people that they've called, that's what should I do in the situation, we don't really know. You know, but I, I just think Steve was ready to do something new. I, I, I mean, it, it's
0: got to be a challenge for anyone. I mean, I've told folks that the reason I'm still as excited and enthusiastic about everything on Subcentral.com that I've been doing it for 18 years is because of the fact that there are so many different things that I get to put my fingers in and and work on. It's not just you know doing interviews. It's not just doing this and getting right. to talk with fans and people like yourself. And and there's Advertising and and a whole bunch of other stuff. I would have to imagine that no matter how much you love something, after 21 years, you may want to have that opportunity to do something else. I mean, this is basically his his entire adult life. He's been doing one particular thing, which isn't bad. I mean, that's not to diminish the character, but you know, sometimes you do want that new challenge. You do want, gosh, you want a new wardrobe. A new wardrobe, and
2: hopefully, you know, again. We've all done this and when so and so's gone a new show, did it work? I mean he's literally aired what three episodes or two episodes, so I think the conversation has to happen in a few months down the line when we go, all right, is this working? Um, and you know, who knows? We have all seen everyone who says they're not going back to that show show up on that show five years later. So <laughs> maybe Jason will stroll in for the <laughs> I don't know.
0: <laughs> Again, you want to talk about crossovers with the only four network soaps? They should let people cross over as often as they want, I as said, long as they. I get to said do
4: that.
2: that I, you know, because Maurice really wants to go to YR and he really wants to go toe to toe with Eric Braden. He wants to do that, but the networks don't want to do that. I mean, <laughs> he would love to do that, and I'm like, okay, wouldn't it be fun just for a day to see what happens? You know, sure, why not? I mean, it, I mean doesn't that help both shows? I,
0: I would think so. I right. mean, I think that any time you get people talking about any of these soaps and wanting to tune in to see what's going on, it's got to be a good thing, right? Right. I mean, and when we
2: were talking a year ago, I didn't think we would, you know, I was going to, I would be in a movie theater. I think I told you this. I would be in a movie theater and people ask me, what do you do? And I go, well, I'm a journalist in soap operas. And they went, soap operas? I haven't watched those since 1981. Aren't they all dying? Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh, you know, so that's yes. what was said. And we're not at that place now. You know, they've all been renewed. And I think that it took all my children and one life to live to be decimated for the biggest wake-up call because because of the fans throwing back and pushing back on everything to do with programming and the cancellation of those shows it did put the fear up in the networks. And also these talk shows, there's such a go- dearth of them.
0: Oh my you know, gosh. That
2: it, it's like uh, they're not working at all. I mean, because they're basically rotating guests, so soaps look more viable right now. You know what I mean?
0: They're At the very least, they're more entertaining than having, you know, you can start your morning on Good Morning America and watch Angelina Jolie with her mm-hmm. story, but- and then she's on Ellen, then she's on The View, then That's she's on me. Katie, that then she's so on Letterman me. at right. Night. Right.
2: So when they talk about what kills me is when I hear people say, the soaps are so redundant, you could watch the same thing the next day. I go, well, yeah, on the talk shows you can watch the same person all through the week, a, a different show. So
0: yeah, I don't know. I mean, it just I, I feel like... When you talk about that, look, we've exhausted talking about talk shows in about 45 seconds. We've talked about the soaps for 34. Or unfortunately, we're out of time for this particular segment, but we could easily go on for, for much more time talking about the soaps. So, I mean, something is, is definitely out of skew mm-hmm. when, <laughs> when you find far more to talk about on four soaps. I guess it's technically 6 if you count the the two that are coming back then you can on the 2000 talk shows exactly. that Exactly.
2: The- I mean there's more drama going on behind the scenes of daytime soap operas and it's more interesting. You know and and so it's those people that aren't on board that don't follow daytime soaps that don't know really what they're missing. Because <laughs> cool. nobody would believe this Prospect Park General Hospital story with Michael Easton, Roger Howards, and Kristen Alderson.
0: They'd be well,
3: like, what? Talk- what? What? And they're what? <laughs> you're, t-
0: <laughs> you're talking about what people are missing. I want, in case people have missed where they can find you, give everyone the website address, your Twitter addresses, all that stuff, so they can track you down and look for you.
2: Okay, so it's Michael Fairman on air on soaps is the name. The URL is www www.michaelfairmansoaps.com. Twitter, I am at Michael Fairman. And there are two Facebook pages, my Michael Fairman Facebook page and the Michael Fairman on air on Soap's Facebook page.
0: I love that you're at Michael Fairman. You're just as hard to find as I am, of course. <laughs> I
2: know, I'm like, <laughs> what? I'm at Michael Fairman. I can't figure out when some of these people are like, at Jizzy1362. I'm like, who is this?
0: Yeah, I can't. But no. Michael, I want to thank you for dropping by. It's been a while since you've been here. We have to have you back more regularly. I know, I so feel like I have so
2: much to say to you.
0: <laughs> hopefully, we can do that. So, Michael, right. again, thank you so much for dropping by. You're welcome. Talk to you later. But we have to take a quick break, everybody, but we're going to come back with our bleep button. So, stay tuned because <laughs> BD Freeman is here when Soap Central Live continues in about two minutes.
1: Streaming live,
3: the leader in Internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com.
1: Hey, soap fans, are you looking for the inside scoop on your favorite daytime drama series? For 15 years, soap fans have looked no further than SoapCentral.com. Every day, SoapCentral.com has comprehensive daily recaps of all the happenings on your favorite soap operas. Whether you watch The Young and the Restless, General Hospital, All My Children, or any of the other soaps, soapcentral.com will keep you tuning in tomorrow. When you talk about the subject of bullying, it's not just the person being bullied who is dealing with complicated issues. It's also parents and teachers. Bullying has even taken a new turn with social networking, negative images, and even reality TV. Tune in to One Word Nation Radio with host Jessica Brookshire. We'll put the issue of bullying front and center, going beyond the classrooms and hallways of our schools to help empower and protect youth and their families. Listen every Monday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, Noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live,
3: the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Soap Central Live.
0: My next guest is one of the funniest guests we've ever had on Soap Central Live. In fact, if you listened to our 2012 flashback episode last month, you'll have heard that B.D. Freeman's appearance on Soap Central Live was named the most outrageous of the entire year. If you didn't hear it, don't worry. We're going to show you and tell you where you can listen to it. But we're going to find out today if he'll be able to make the list for 2013. So, B.D. Freeman, welcome back to Soap Central Live.
3: Hey, you know, I decided to do something a little bit different this year, Dan. I'm actually sitting here with a uh, uh, a copy of uh, War and Peace, and I thought I would... uh just kind of read through if everybody wants to just sit quietly.
0: Okay, we'll sit quietly. I, Go ahead and start. Could I you flip start. to page 32? Tell me what's on 32.
3: It says, uh, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> but it's, it's, uh, oh.
0: Well, since you won't be reading to us, I have to give something It's probably just as outrageous. You have become our resident reality check here on the show. Did you ever imagine in your wildest dreams that you would be called upon to prove that soap operas are actually more grounded than the real world?
3: <laughs> Man, let me tell you, I got such a kick out of that. I thought that that was so cool, man. You know, I, I I was tweeting it, I was Facebooking it. I felt like a cool dude, man. I was like, wow, most outrageous interview of 2012. That's righteous, bro. That's <laughs> righteous. Uh, you know, people
0: are still asking. They come up and they try to do your your Gordon Ramsay glazed ball impression and all kinds of stuff. So people <laughs> really do remember that
3: episode. I was uh, I was uh, I was uh, I was pretty drugged up. <laughs> During that time, I was, uh, yeah, it was, yeah, I don't really, I don't really remember that. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Well,
0: since we're talking about that, and folks may remember you from the last time you were here on Soap Central Live, but they may remember your face and your name, so let me, before we get in talking about soaps, let's give the listeners a chance to find out where they may know you from and certainly where they'll be able to check you out
3: oh future, yeah you man everywhere well, I,
0: you are a yeah. host a comedian and dare i say a personality
3: yeah, yeah 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 well you know i got uh my show is on uh, vh1 vh1's called the greatest show and uh god we're in such high rotation We're one one of the top shows on the network so we're in such a uh, high rotation that you can catch me almost any day of the week on the show, several days. So it's been a blessing for me because, you know, it's just great, you know, that the network has been so good to me and so good to the show and that, you know, I'm just sort of like perennially uh, on television. So it's cool. Except for when you go to the bathroom. Because when you go to the bathroom, like in a public place, like, y'all is uh, worried about farting too loud, you know, because, you know, people recognize you and they'll be from That's what they already. Oh, man. i was in the bathroom with B.D. Freeman. And, and then he <laughs> farted like real loud. Sounded like, sounded like applause to <laughs> will. We're going to
0: encourage folks who maybe are listening and follow you on Twitter. uh, Just let us know. Have you run into B.D. Freeman somewhere? Feel free to tweet us now and let us yeah, know. And
3: don't 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 say if I farted, though, like don't don't tell that story. Keep them stories to yourself.
0: Well, we've got other stories that are probably just as crazy. And we're going to go to one that we talked about a little bit in our last half of the show on General Hospital
3: right now. Yeah, well, it, that, that dude, Michael, that guy is really into soaps. Can I just <laughs> say that? Like that guy was like, wow, that's like the soap king. I'd like to think that I'm the soap king, but we'll see. Maybe uh, Michael and
0: well, I. Now, have a, now,
3: I'll a, never a be on the show kid. again. He pretty much Michael was the show king. The greatest show that. indeed. <laughs> the greatest show indeed. So,
0: <laughs> well, you heard Michael talk about it, since apparently you were listening to him and not me, and he was talking about...
3: I was isn't... listening to both of you, but I'm just saying that, like, he was like... Like, I mean, he was like, just like breaking it down. You know, That's... like, it was like... I, I felt like a whole lot of white people were, like, gathered around a table. Like, you know, like the war room. Like analyzing the shit, you know. (laughs) We were we were invading. It's It's make believe. Well, is it
0: or is it not? This shit did happen, man. Are you sure? (laughs) Because this is something that people are talking about a lot. They talk about vampires. There are vampires possibly roaming around on General Hospital. There was an entire soap called Port Charles. It was about vampires. People love the whole Twilight. Saga stuff in the real the world.
3: Vampires have messed it up for people, man. Especially for guys dating, because now you can't even get a girl unless you're a vampire. Like, you can't even meet a girl unless you're a vampire, man. Because that's what they're all looking for vampire. The,
0: the very fair, pale, non pink. That's it. And you stand. know that,
3: like, black folks, man, we out of that whole thing. We're are out there, of that whole thing altogether. Werewolf, are there black vampires? Maybe, maybe werewolves. Okay, werewolves. Maybe werewolves, werewolves are always like swarthy and dark, you know. The vampires are always like white and pale, and we just, no.
0: Nah. <laughs> well, we were talking about this, and someone called in. We have Carrie on the line, who wants to talk about the fact that there are some crazy things going on on GH right now. So let's bring in Carrie to weigh in on this. Carrie, welcome to Soap Central Live. Hi. Hope
5: you're having a great day. Um, obviously... I love General Hospital. I used to watch Port Charles, so I like having the storyline brought up. Anything that brings Lucy back to General Hospital is a good thing. Um, Obviously, for the writers right now, they probably don't really know what to do. If they can't have Michael Easton on the show for a while, what do they do? I was thinking it might be good since they just brought Allison, though she didn't stay on very long, and her young son Rafe back, that maybe they go ahead and give Brian Gaskell a call, have him bring his character that they keep talking about back. Um, he has ties to Lucy as her cousin. He could mentor the young Rafe, bring fans that used to be behind his character and Allison back over to General Hospital and um, they were really passionate and somehow tried to come up with a reasonable storyline as far as maybe the vampires really didn't exist because regular General Hospital viewers just aren't going to go for that, I don't think. What do you think? Mm
0: I don't know that uh, I mean there was a lot of stuff that went on Port Charles I like the fact that they're they're addressing it but let me ask BD for this you know do you outside of
3: soaps do you believe in ghosts uh, well let me let me say this first is Carrie still there I think we Care? still have her yep she's still there Carrie mm-hmm hi Carrie you, can I just say first of all you have the cutest voice I have ever heard.
5: And I'm really old and when people call telemarketers call here they think I'm really young and I pretend I'm a child and tell them I'll get a mom and get a crayon and take a message till they hang up. So.
3: I love you for that. I I love you for that. You know what? You should be your own soap opera.
5: I would love to be my own soap you opera. You should
3: be your own soap yes. opera. I mean that. Are you white? You're white, aren't you?
5: I of course I'm white. What, I'm, I'm white and black of
3: course. And the soaps like automatically yeah. Like, automatically. You got a cute voice and you're white. You could be your own soap opera. I wanted
5: to do that my own soap soap opera story. got pregnant back in 87 instead. So, <laughs> you know what, try to we go can fix that
3: We can fix it right now. Uh-oh. We can okay. fix that right now. How about me and you? We'll be our own soap opera right now.
5: Absolutely.
3: Are you ready? Okay, here's the scene. I come in. And, and and I stand in front of you, and I'm just wearing a towel. All I'm wearing is Ooh. a towel, and I have a baked potato in my hand. I'm eating it. I'm eating a baked potato. I'm wearing a towel, and I come in. All right? And you know that I slept. You know that I slept with Dan, and you just found out. Oh, that. my
5: God. What a bastard you are.
3: You just found Okay, How wait, wait. wait do don't start the scene mean? yet. Don't start oh, the scene okay. yet. Okay, I'm coming in from the pool. I got okay. your baked potato. <laughs> it's in my hand. I got the towel. It's a short one. It's real short. Okay? It's a real short towel. You can see my balls hanging out from the bottom. All right? Not all of them. <laughs> just a peek. You're just getting a peek. All right? Okay, here we go. Three, two, one, action. Carrie, I didn't know you were here.
5: Obviously, you didn't know I was here. You bastard. How could you cheat on me?
3: Cheat on you? What, what are you talking about?
5: i heard what you were doing with dan what are you doing
3: oh my gosh i i didn't know that you You didn't know i was going to find out no i i I, dan was he was standing there he came over he said he was there to fix the pool and he was he was glistening he was glistening and i i i I couldn't i just i had to have him help yourself i had to have him carry i'm sorry and, and this baked potato is so delicious. <laughs> so delicious.
5: And commercial. You can your baked potato and put it, you know.
3: Hey, we already went to commercial. And you told me that
0: butter was for me.
5: Ah, ha,
3: ha, ha. And when we came back from commercial, <laughs> you told me that butter was for me. That <laughs> butter is supposed to be for lube only. How dare you?
0: Well, Carrie, I want to thank you for being part of our spontaneous soap opera here and certainly for calling into Soap Central Live. Thank you so much. Thank
5: You're you welcome. Carrie. You guys have a nice night.
3: You too. You too, Carrie.
5: Bye
0: bye. <laughs> I love she her. She was, she was almost too good for that. I mean, she was right on with that. She was
3: fantastic. Hmm. We she have to keep fantastic. my eye on her. I think Carrie needs to call in every week in a different soap opera character <laughs> form. Every well, week.
0: It's interesting that you mention that because one of the other big stories that go- is going on on General Hospital is we have a character who has dissociative identity disorder. That used to be called split personality before I guess we became politically correct. And she's my well, mental- uh,
3: Wait a minute, man. Who with split personalities are getting pissed off for this? We prefer <laughs> dissociative whatever the hell you just said. We prefer that. Okay, it's like calling a black person a Negro. Okay, me and all of us, all of us. And I'm not talking about the crowd. I mean, the 15 other motherfuckers that's inside of me.
0: (laughs) These are dissociative identity disorder. It's no longer split personality, because I guess maybe split personality makes it think that there are two and some people have a whole bunch of split personalities personalities
3: maybe do they all get do they all get mad if you <laughs> if you, if you say get, split personality have,
0: <laughs> let's get carrie back on the line she seems to be able to be the aficionado of, of all of these Wait, things.
3: carrie is back
0: oh no, she's not so we could get her back oh i, mean, I thought you said sure. carrie
3: got back on the line
0: Hold She's on, I
3: got like something me. to say. <laughs> She's
0: like the small children. Uh, what did she say? She she pretends to be a small child when telemarketers
3: call? That's a little split personality to me. That's, that's freaky. Because she kind of had, had a, that voice like that lady from Poltergeist. This room <laughs> is clear. <laughs> if you can hear me, run towards the light. Yes, run towards the light. <laughs> I love Carrie. I will marry Carrie. I will marry her. Okay. And we will have beautiful, interracial, disassociative, <laughs> split personality, black kids. Some days they black, some days they white. You don't never know what you're going to get.
0: That was actually a storyline on One Life to Live back in, I think, the 70s or early 80s. There was a character, she was a, uh, she was written in, she was a black actress who was playing a black character pretending to be white. Or it was what? passed off white, and there was a character on All My Children. She went undercover as a white woman to help bust. Uh, a, I, I want to say that it was a, a some KKK organization, or could it be drugs. I don't remember,
3: but uh, at least <laughs> it's done. It you depends know, it who she was busting at that time. If it was white people, it was KKK. <laughs> if it was black people, it was drugs.
0: But I think it might have been the, the undercover uh, KKK people. I can't really remember. Uh, undercover
3: KKK. So she was a black person that went undercover in the KKK?
0: I be- well, it wasn't necessarily the KKK prophet. It was a <laughs> How do you do that? Skinhead. Because she, she had the makeup. <laughs> she became white.
3: No, I'm not black. Just, I'm just real tanned. She walked <laughs>
0: in with a baked potato and said,
3: and her balls were showing from the top. Yeah, exactly. A, hey how are you? Yeah, it was it was wonderful television. So it had to have I, been. I wish <laughs> I could
0: have
3: seen that in the seventies, no less.
0: Well, you know what? Let me quit because I see. Oh my gosh, I see that we're almost out of time, and where I'm blown away here. Uh, I was at Wendy's today. It's not a product placement, but uh, I was sitting eating a baked potato. Ironically, now that I think of it. And oh, wow. <laughs> the behind me at the table behind me, I was not listening, but I couldn't help but hear that this woman's grandchildren's names were Rosé and Chardonnay.
3: And they were black, weren't they?
0: I didn't see the grandchildren. She You was on
3: know, the- they was black. Only black people named their kids after like wine and stuff like that. <laughs> the dog's <laughs>
0: name was Moscato, I guess.
3: Like, <laughs> your name is going to be Tangare. <laughs> so I mean but I don't mean, know why black folks do that honestly seriously <laughs> I don't understand like what happens that you got to name your child you know <laughs> your name is going to be Ripple
5: I don't
0: know. There are soap names that are weird too. I mean on the Bold and the Beautiful there's Ridge Forester and Thorn Forester. I mean come on, Ridge and
3: Thorn? Yeah, man. Those see that that's the opposite side. Those are white white people name their kids Ridge and Thorn and Brick. Bunny. (laughs) Bunny. (laughs) (laughs) You know? Those are like, those are just, you know, those are like so white. That's like, that's, that, those are like country club white. That's country club white where you just, you can't even get in. If you're black or a Jew, forget it. You're not getting in. You're not playing tennis wherever Brick and Bunny are playing. I'm sorry. You're not getting in. If Brick and Bunny go there, you ain't getting in.
0: If any of you out there listening are named Brick or Bunny, please. Tweet us at Soap Central Live. I Please. want to get to the bottom of your name. Uh, we Will loop or in the be-
3: <laughs> or Thorn.
0: Thorn or is Ridge. already
3: ticketed. Ridge is already Ridge. Taken. We have
0: Apple. Uh, I think didn't Gwyneth Paltrow name her kid Apple? So
3: <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh, you know that's an ass kicking name right there, man. <laughs> Come here, Apple. I'm gonna <laughs> take a bite. Punch. <laughs> it's still better
0: than say cucumber.
3: Cucumber. Who named their kid cucumber?
0: I don't know. I'm just kidding. I'm sure I think somebody that, that, it.
3: that right there only works in porn. <laughs> <laughs> Starring Cucumber Jones. <laughs> and what is his character's name? His character's You could just... <laughs> <laughs> Banana. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I think it is safe to say that you have once again, possibly with a special guest appearance from Carrie, you have once again made our outrageous list. It'll be a matter of time before it happens, but
3: is, unfortunately, is this is this is this it? Was this the whole interview?
0: We are literally the thirty minutes are gone practically. So. Oh my
3: goodness. I feel like you're ushering me out the door. I feel like <laughs> I have to, they will cut me off. I feel I'm like I feel like you just back. like we gotta get this brother gone okay (laughs)
0: they are flashing the wrap it up sign to me it says two minutes okay
3: okay well you know i love being on here thanks for having me again thanks to everybody for listening please tune in to the show the greatest show on vh1 every week we love you guys very very much especially me and thank you so much dan you are a class act my man
0: Thank you. I appreciate it. And we will have you back maybe summertime to wrap up some of the more crazy stuff. But in addition to thanking B.D. Friedman for being here, I also want to thank Michael Fairman, who was here in our last segment. If you missed any of the craziness and the informativeness of the show, head over to SoapCentral.com slash radio. You can listen to any of the shows that we've put together since January 2010. They're all completely free to listen to, and you can listen to anywhere that you can connect to the Internet. In the meantime, assuming that I don't see my shadow tomorrow, we'll be back next week on Friday, February 8th for the launch party of The In the series. It's a new web series, and I'll be joined by Crystal Chappelle and Denise Alexander. They'll be here Friday, February 8th, live at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. I hope that you can join me then for the continuing saga that is Soap Central Live. Have a great week, everybody.